0: Welcome, friends, to Game Master's Studio, where we talk shop about running tabletop role-playing games. With us today is Jared and Ed, with your host, Jerry.
1: Game Master's studio where we'll be talking about tabletop role-playing games and tips and tricks that you can use to bring your game at home up to the next level. Today's topic that we're talking about is going to be alignment versus personality, discussing some of those options and how it can help you bring your characters to life, uh, both NPCs and player characters at the table. My name is Jerry, a.k.a. Frieden, host and moderator today. With me in the studio is Jared, proprietor of Mad Doc Designs, creator of the world of Wrath and semi-professional DM, and Ed. Well, thanks for starting early, guys. I couldn't even get hair and makeup done. (laughs) All right, so alignment. Alignment is a hotly contested item in the Dungeons & Dragons universe, which basically sets people's originally was that intended to set people's personalities along two axes, the axis of lawful versus chaotic and good versus evil, leading to nine separate alignments which can be used to do a basis of personalities building off of that people moved into that seeing alignment as a restriction due to certain effects and magic that may impact characters of certain alignments, certain ways. And it started to lead into a very much a constricted system in which you had characters being unable to do certain actions or being told by certain people that they were unable to do certain actions due to an alignment system, Mm -hmm. which actually led to a almost revamping, trashing of the alignment system in 4th edition, which it almost didn't come into play at all, and then they brought it back for 5th edition as a tool, however, making it completely optional and having no mechanical effect in the game whatsoever. Right. So we want to talk a little bit of today about the alignments and how they can help
0: build as a basis for a personality without being a straitjacket to restrict people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I think we should just clarify that we're referring to alignment-based systems, specifically the additions referenced for Dungeons & Dragons. Right. Uh, there are a lot of systems out there that don't use alignment, and kudos to them. And some of them will have their own alignments.
2: For right, example, yeah. the Palladium system has... Uh, uh, principled and scrupulous
1: and unprincipled so far, right. and they define those fairly well. And then In you have system. the White Wolf Storyteller system, right. which uses nature and demeanor. Mm-hmm. Uh, demeanor being how does your character act, and nature being who are they really on the inside, right. which can be
0: similar or they can be wildly different. Right, again, but I think the, the general concepts that we're discussing for any variant alignment or anything today are will all play true, where you don't need to be bound to the letters or words written on your paper. Right. So much as you should just come up with the kind of concept of, like, who is my character. Right. Uh, And and I I believe we will likely be
2: referencing Dungeons & Dragons alignments more often than not. Because it's so common, yeah, and, and I mean it's and, kind of the basis for
0: all alignment systems, anyways. And, is, you know, it was exactly the,
2: the first tabletop role playing game, and in, in games that so. don't use alignments, a lot of times GMs will just kind of go
1: along with that as well. So, yeah, and actually, I do believe in the original Basic Dungeons and Dragons rules,
0: the alignments were good, neutral, evil. Yeah, I'm pretty sure and pretty that sure was three. That, that was it, just the three. Yeah. And of course they tried to redefine later on, which got a little bit more complicated, but again, you know, it all all boils down to the same thing in our opinion, especially my opinion, I know for sure. Be a friggin' person. Don't be an alignment. <laughs> and if you're not yeah. familiar
1: with the alignments, you can definitely go online. There are all sorts of
0: charts that
1: are wonderful that people have done using examples from fiction to help illustrate the different alignments. Mm-hmm. There may, your mileage may vary on how accurate they may be and whether right. or not you agree with them. Because yeah, they're in the interpretation of the person who made it. Right. right. But if you generally go look at go look at a number of them, you'll start to get consistent ideas for what the different alignments may be. And I'll say one I think that's one of the things about that makes alignment so tricky
2: is that even though it, it should be something that's very kind of black and white, this is what your alignment means. Mm-hmm. There's so many interpretations of what that wording is that yeah. you'll never you know, you ask ten GMs, you know, what does chaotic neutral mean, you'll get, you know, probably seven similar answers and then three answers that, you know, don't Don't quite mesh with any of
1: them. You'll get get a lot of different answers. With chaotic neutral, I have the feeling that you ask ten GMs, you'll get twelve different answers.
0: You could be right. Yeah, chaotic neutral is one of the hardest ones to pin down in general. Neutral, I think true neutral is another one of those where, like, you'll get a few variations of the you know the same answer but most of them seem to dwell on one of them whereas there's a couple in opinion in my opinion but i really think it kind of the reason why there is so many open and inter- you know so many interpretations is you're trying to label an entire population of the human race and in other games elven dwarven etc races yeah. into nine Boxes, you know what I mean? They're right. trying to put in the entire world of sentient speaking beings into nine right. holes. So, like, is, as, is and, that enough? As <laughs> with the most recent edition, they've added a tenth box. Unaligned, unaligned, yeah. But that's more for like the animals, you know, beasts right. and stuff. you know. Although I've seen
1: my, my players that I've been working with have been very popularly looking at unaligned because of that history of the previous alignments being you can't do this or you must do this because of your alignment to go into kind of an unaligned just being like, yeah, I'm doing whatever. I'm going with the flow, but I don't feel too seriously passionate about any of this. Which some could say is kind of neutral. Others could say is true neutral. You know what I mean? So, it's, and others could say it's neutral good. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go out and hurt people. But I'll just see what happens, and in yeah. general, try
0: not to be a jerk. So again, you know, like I've toyed with the idea several times of saying, you know what, don't pick an alignment. You know, like make your character. Don't pick an alignment. All right. Please don't pick an alignment. You know, like not please don't pick an alignment so much as like, for the love of God, do not even look at the alignment. It's just like think, <laughs> think of a personality type. Think yes. of who you want to yeah. be. But, you know, again, most of our players are more experienced, so like I don't even worry about mentioning it, you know, but just because I don't really bring it up very often anyways. I'm Nine times out of ten, I don't even ask you what your alignment is. Like, I just want to make you play. You give me your background, if you have a background. You play your character, and if you start to play outside what seems to be the box of your character, then I might say something. But I'm not worried about your alignment. I don't care what your alignment is, because you and I could have completely different views on what that alignment means anyways. Right. My most recent characters, I've...
1: I've neglected. I've not bothered filling in the alignment boxes when we're playing D anD. D, and I'll have characters that are like, well, he's mostly lawful good, but he flips over to lawful neutral sometimes, and there's a good amount of neutral good in there, and every now and then you might push him into chaotic good. So it's really it's more of a range rather than a single one that I could put down. Right. Um, and I, if you're using alignments, I, I like I like to say use them.
2: Don't use them as a rule. Use them as a guideline or a tendency. Mm -hmm. You know, lawful tends to be more uh, kind of – to to do things kind of in society like – oh, boy. So lawful has the tendency – to be more along societal norms, to do things within the law, to try to go about the way a person maybe should do it if they're mm. part of a society. Or at least a disciplined person. Or could be a disciplined person. Where chaotic has the more tendency to kinda of question authority, not really you know, take the order, you know, as is, you know. Mm-hmm. They they wanna analyze it a little bit more, maybe, see if it's something they want to do. Then of course good is you're willing to help someone, evil is, you know, is this are you a villain,
1: essentially. Um, that, that was one of the interesting shifts, is in the early editions of Dungeons & Dragons, mm-hmm. they defined evil as being self-motivated. Your, yeah. your primary objective is self-advancement, whereas the objective of a good-aligned character is you're interested in promoting the good of society as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere in three three 3.5, they changed it over so that the good remained the same, but evil, became defined as you delight in inflicting damage upon others and destroying what has been built. And it was just this change that shifted from the old version of I want to do what's best for me to turning villainous characters into this caricature, this mustache-twirling type that just, like, I destroy because it's fun to destroy things.
2: And and while we're there and it's fresh in my head, let me just interject just for a moment. Uh, Both... Neutral and evil characters on that you know good neutral evil spectrum are self motivated. Uh, a really big difference between the two is that neutral won't do whatever it takes to be self motivated. Evil will. Yes, right. evil's primary evil focus. Across. So lines, a lot yeah. of people like to pick neutral because it says self motivated, and they say, they say, "Oh, I'll do whatever I want." Mm-hmm. No, you, you, a neutral person really wouldn't do just whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they would to a degree. To a degree, certainly.
1: Yeah. In they general, until they do it to they get their best The
0: interest. line. Right, exactly. You know, the neutral person sees the line and they're like, oh, i got to make sure I stay on this side of it. The evil person says, line? What line? I will be over here. Exactly. Ah. exactly. Well, the, the evil person looks at the line and says, do I get more from going
1: over there or more from staying over here? Hmm. So...
0: Yeah, and I think that the the old way of defining that you know evil is self motivated. I mean, while not entirely perfect, it's a good way of kind of describing it because you know evil doesn't necessarily want to just go out and wantonly you know, right. to, you know assassinate or murder an entire town. There's a lot of different ways to be evil. Right. You know, you can be the the evil politician that just wants to subvert the whole town. Join me, and together we'll bring order to the galaxy. Yeah, you know, there's there's lots of different ways to do it. But again, you know, again, I think that self motivation or, or at least being selfish is you know just a really good way of putting it because i mean again you know evil typically wants to, like they they do what they want they they have their own goals And they'll do, like you said, whatever it takes to achieve that. Whereas good, you know, in in theory, by our definition in society, typically good is defined by the greater good. What is good for my community, mankind in general, you know, like, you know, not just me, but things around me. If I do what's best for me, it could actually hurt the person to my right. But if I do what's best for the community, then no one can argue that I'm doing something wrong. You know what I mean? Like, because everyone benefits... So, again, everything can be argued. We're talking a lot of – like this This whole conversation exists in a world of gray area where people will right. have their own opinions, their own interpretations. Right. Someone might listen to this and say that everything that's coming out of the three of our mouths is wrong. That's but true. You know, and again, I say to you, you're wrong. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. <And laughs> also, I'm evil. <laughs> That's a
1: wonderful example of how everything exists in the Shades of Grey. Uh, the alignment charts that I mentioned earlier that you saw mm-hmm. online, one of my favorite to help illustrate that how alignment is, should be considered flexible is all nine of the options are Batman. Yeah, I like that one a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah, so it just shows that just looking at a character from a different angle can categorize them into a
0: different set, so you really can't just plug in and say, this is what you do, and this is what you're doing. Right. What also goes to show that any person that's a person, a real person, or a well-rounded, truly defined fictional character, if you want to you know, get into the semantics— is not going to ever fall into any one of those categories in every second or every moment of their life. Like, I have days where I'm feeling selfish, and I just want to say F off to everybody. I'm going to sit at home, I'm going to watch movies, I'm going to lay in bed, I'm going to eat chocolate all day. You know what I mean? And then there's other days where it's like, hey man, is there anything I can do for you? Like, oh, you're short on some cash? Here, have ten bucks. You know what I mean? Like, let's all hang out. All dinner's on me. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you, that's you know, kind of where where moods can come and kind of kind of come in and play. (laughs) You know, see you know, everyone's gonna have their different moods, they're gonna have a different day like I slept. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed today, I woke up on the perfect side of the bed tomorrow. You know, this you know, I'm feeling down and pissy and I don't wanna deal with anyone, I'm in a good mood. So moods can affect Interpretations of alignment in the moment, like in general, I would consider myself to be a fairly decent person. Like you know, maybe neutral goodish would be maybe my alignment. I'm never really put that much thought into it. But moving on, you know. But I'm sure I've had days where I'm just like fucking feeling chaotic evil. <laughs> yeah, <And laughs> I will burn the world if I could. <laughs> I, I
2: see. I, I I disagree to your point a little bit, but that's why we do this mm-hmm. sort of thing here. I don't think that your mood necess- necessarily uh, changes your alignment. Your alignment's always gonna be there in the back of your head. You might be in a really pissed off mood, but when it comes down to it, you know, you know, You're, you're not gonna you're shoot somebody person. in the face because
0: they exactly. cut you off in traffic. Right. Yeah. But I mean I guess I'm, my my point is people seeing snapshots of you right. in moments you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. if i'm sitting there swearing i'm going to burn the world and that's the snapshot they see of me like oh that dude that that guy seems very chaotic evil and he does that <laughs> all the time yeah but in reality you know like obviously actions speak louder than words but again you see the snapshot of like maybe I just had a fight with somebody and I shoved someone into the street. Obviously, the streets are clear, but if you just see a shot of me pushing somebody into the street, I, knowing the streets are clear and there's no threat of them being injured. Right, right, right. But, you know what I mean? Like, snapshots. You see these people, you know, know, it's all about context, so...
1: And characters should also be able to step outside of their actions. Definitely. Um, Or outside of their alignments for individual actions. You know, the lawful good character will absolutely break laws to save somebody Life. Now they may feel bad about it, or they may turn themselves in afterwards. But in the moment, they made that decision, yeah. and it 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 shows what they value as a person.
0: Which, again, is really what we're kind of hitting on here. And again, showing the gray area, Jerry says they absolutely would, but other people say they might not absolutely. Like, that character might absolutely would. His lawful good character. I had a specific
1: character in mind when I was speaking that, but, (laughs) but yes, there may be other characters that, like, I'm lawful good, but... I can't do
0: anything here I can't interject one character might cling more to the law one character might cling more to the good side of it one character might be completely neutral between the two and the person ends up dying while he's conflicting and arguing with himself about what to do you know what I mean but again that comes down to where you should be a person and have a personality and not be defined by the two letters on your sheet right
2: which is a lot of what this one's about. This like so we've gone over a little bit about the alignment here. I'm not trying to step on Jerry's toes and take <laughs> over, but this is really just a this is like a, a, a thing to me that bothers me when I see all this different alignment stuff online. But uh, alignment should be something you keep in mind. If it's kind of your. Maybe how your character reacts in bigger situations, you know kind of like how to guide your character if that's where you where you want to go with it, but it doesn't define your personality just because you pick lawful good doesn't mean you have to be a boy scout, just because you pick chaotic neutral doesn't mean you have to be you know the uh
0: judge dread
1: yeah and law yeah. <laughs> and you'll see the you'll see that referenced online when people talk about um, alignments like lawful nice or chaotic stupid. Oh Jesus! Um, you know, no which, one play chaotic stupid. Actually, I think a lot of people play chaotic stupid. No, I'm it's just a question you, of whether or do not it. they intend to or they realize you do what do they're it.
0: doing. Yeah. it's a bad <laughs> plan. So is so is lawful stupid. <laughs> Don't be stupid.
1: Yeah, don't be stupid. (laughs) Don't be stupid. Uh, All right, right, that's it. Don't be stupid. Show over. We're good. Oh, good. (laughs) All right, let's get on to the next topic. um, Next. So, yeah, you can can have an alignment that gives the guideline to the personality without defining the personality. Right. You can definitely hit, you know, two or three different
0: characters appearing very different who all have the same two letters put down on their sheet. Yeah. I personally use alignment as a starting point. So, like I use that as like okay, just to, you know, like when I'm first building a character, especially NPCs, because you know like we all GM, you know, here obviously you know that's the name of the show. Mm-hmm. But you know when I'm building off like a billion NPCs, I'll be like okay, this guy's NG neutral good. This guy's you know true you know TN true neutral whatever blah blah. blah. But I'll just use that as a starting point, as a reference, like, while I'm first building the character, like, okay, especially if I'm making three or four and NPCs right off the bat. Right. Just as, like, a note to myself, like, okay, this guy's going to be neutral good. All right, now let me go back and, like, okay, he's neutral, excuse me, neutral good. All right, he's actually a very charitable person, you know what I mean? Like, just start building off of that. But just, like, yeah. as a starting point, like, okay, I know basically where he sits in the paradigm of the nine, you know, tic-tac-toe marks. Now... Let me build off of that. And, you know, and then, but once I build off of it, I don't rely on the NG. If I've moved on beyond, beyond that, whatever, you know, I don't, and I don't ever look at a personality trait and go, but does that fit with neutral good? No, like I've built off of what I'm building off of. And it's a tree, you know, I have a bunch of different branches and sometimes branches come off of branches and might not connect to the trunk of that alignment. Right. And there might be some very specific
2: examples that counter this, but almost every personality trait can work with every alignment. You could be a goody-two-shoes who is lawful evil because that's just how your personality is. But when it gets down to it, you will do the very dark, bad things. You are just your personality is, you know, a nice, okay guy
1: who likes to be very friendly. Mm -hmm. You know, see, I find building NPCs, I go the opposite way. I don't like to think of alignment for an NPC at all unless it mechanically comes into play. If we have some of the older ones where they're like detect evil or protection from good or whatever, because it just doesn't matter. I can come up with these personalities and I can have these characters who this is a good person, he cares about his family, he wants to do it, but when it comes time, you know, they try to hurt his family, now he's willing to go for blood, go for revenge. You know, and I never actually came up with an alignment for the NPC, but he was a well rounded, developed character with a personality
0: that my players understood. Right. Yeah, and I think some of that might have, you know, like obviously there's different approaches to everything, but you know, I think it kinda of depends on where the NPC's being created and why the NPC is being created too. Like for me, I feel in a lot of miscellaneous NPCs in my town so I literally have just a plethora of dudes that you just might happen to run into so if I'm creating an NPC specifically for like a story point or a plot point then I probably already know and I probably don't care about what the alignment is and whether or not I wrote it down is irrelevant because I don't care but you know if it's like okay the bartender of this you know of the the purple worm inn is you know Jack Sparrow and he's chaotic neutral and okay blah 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 now you got you know when you go into the purple Or and you're like oh hey I'm Jack Sparrow and I'm you know like okay now I know you know like' as a quick base because sometimes I'll just make up the personalities on the fly but I have I've given enough forethought of to, like what kind of alignment it is you know what I mean because I want, I'll make sure that specific NPCs are gonna be evil or gonna be good or going to be neutral or of whatever right. sort for where you're gonna meet them depending on how I want to play them but again like I'll, I'll improv personalities in the moment but I have that. That right. that check mark, that little note of, okay, he's kind of neutral, so he's going to be like, you know, this guy's going to be kind of like plays off the cuff, whimsical kind of thing, right. which is hilarious. Playing in one of Jared's campaigns, and he's
1: making NPCs up off the cuff, and you meet the fourth Jack Sparrow for that campaign.
0: No, no, there's only been one. There was one, but he wasn't cap. He wasn't Jack Sparrow. He was Captain Jack.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, I tend to do that
2: too. Like, I'll create. When I'm creating an area or a villain, I'll just, you know, I'll know kind of how I want them to be, you know, more often than not. You know, if I'm making a villain wizard, he's probably going to be lawful evil. You know, if I'm making some sort of, you know, barbarian, you know, uh, Warmonger, He's probably chaotic, evil. You know, I'll do that. But stereotypes. But they exist for a reason. Yeah. But also, I Jerry, I I I follow yours as well too. Sometimes I'll just have an NPC and I'll just have this like personality quirk in mind that I really want to play this. You know, I really want to do this, and uh, I just make that character, and I don't assign an alignment
1: to them because that would be too restrictive. Um, and, an interesting point that you kind of brought up, because you, you're mentioning villains and lawful evil, chaotic evil. Mm-hmm. Um, Order of the Stick, it's a webcomic by Rich Burlew. Mm-hmm. He did a wonderful story arc that he built on the premise of, can I write a story with a lawful, good antagonist? Mm-hmm. And sure. He- he did it and he did it very well. Um, the the webcomic overall is an excellent yep. read if you haven't checked it out. But Check it I'm out. Just right. kind of like, you know, plug that a little bit because it really shows that alignment. Normally you're like, okay, evil is your antagonists, good is your protagonist And he managed to take that and kind of flip it, which is wonderful. He also happens to have a protagonist that, if you put the pieces together, is chaotic evil. Yep. Um, so he really does kind of show the both oh, sides. Oh, you're
2: talking about Lead Shield, aren't you? The whole edge shield thing.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Minor spoilers. There, there's very minor. It's like immediate. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know. Honestly, I haven't read it yet. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great way to, to, to look at alignment that you can yeah. do different things and you can play around with alignment, even to the point where it starts to not matter, which is where we're starting to get into the whole, think about personalities, make right. well-rounded characters right. and an alignment doesn't have to be there in order for you to have motivations and desires and methods. Right. Because you might be trying to build, let say, a lawful good paladin type. They don't
2: have to, you know bring every person to justice for every minor act. Now you might make one who is uber truthful who does have to do that, you know, but not every one of them does. You know, I mean it's all up to the personality you pick to go along with that. Maybe they're just a super caring person and that's just, you know, they're they're more family man type. They don't really, you know, if you, you know, did something here or there, they might more like kinda give you a lecture and -hmm. say, don't do it again.
0: And then that's it. That's as, that's as much as you hear from them. Yeah, I think the alignments. As you don't go overboard. Yeah, I think alignments are one of the things that kind of ruined paladins for me growing up with earlier editions of D anD. d Because like I, the first few games I ever played, uh, different groups, different players that were playing a paladin, but they all played a paladin. And back in the day, they were yeah. always lawful good. Yeah. And they're always the goody two shoe Boy Scout that just ruined everyone's fun all the time. Mm, this, that was actually a mechanical
1: clause because it actually said that if they willingly associated with evil characters or characters that performed evil deeds, they were at risk of
0: losing their powers. But again, open to interpretation, uh, like we weren't an evil group, we were just, you know, we were a good group. But every now and then, we'd, God forbid, want to have a little bit of fun. And I don't mean fun like, hey, let's go out and freaking rape and pillage. You know what I mean? I mean, okay, like... We're uh, talking um, real fun. We're talking like, well, in order to escape from this jail, we need to steal the key from the guard. No, no, that's stealing and that's breaking out of jail. And nope. like, okay, then you can stay here while we steal and break but, out of jail. <laughs> but, but, so you want to stay here? That's clearly the only course of action, but... I wanted to play a game. <laughs> right. I didn't want to just play the sitting in jail for six hours a day game. That's lame, you know. So again, like I think the lawful good okay. slash paladin thing just it really ruined me on both paladins because normally I would love like nowadays I love the concept of paladins, yeah. you know. And I have nothing wrong with you know I have nothing against lawful good if played downgraded a little bit from the super uber godlike angel esque you know, lawful good that won't let anything be like, you stole that gum. you should go to jail. Yeah, but in that case, first of all, that's a little bit of lawful stupid. Mm-hmm. And
2: also, that's, uh, that's a player maybe not understanding what it is that they're trying to get from a paladin. Yeah. You know you can convince a lawful good paladin from 2nd or 3rd edition where it was super strict yeah, you can convince that person that stealing is okay because, hey, you know we know about this evil you know, lich who's coming to town no one believes us, they're gonna be unprepared, they're not so many people are going to die and the only way we can save them is to get out of this prison cell if you're still, if you have a lawful good paladin who's sitting in that cell with you and you. T- tell them that and they say no we're still not stealing it that player i mean they're t- they're making their own choice that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that's the right way to do it i won't say it's the wrong way to do it but that's that pl- choice that
1: player is making yeah. and again so i think that also with while just we're on quick on the subject of the paladins being that that stoic the 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 wet blanket on the party yeah i think that because as I mentioned earlier, Paladins going against their alignment in earlier editions could lead to them losing their powers, which was significant. Um, also led to the unfortunate point of the DMs who attempt to twist things to force the Paladin to fall, to right. make them go against their alignment, um, which I think started to bring in a heavy dose of the, the general belief of the DM versus player yeah. Which really erodes against player trust. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is something we accidentally didn't hit on this episode, so I wanted to make sure that we absolutely <laughs> brought it in. Boom. Yep. You need to make sure that you can trust your players, you know, and work with the DM. So having that set up, that mechanic where the DM can actively hurt a specific character by forcing them into a situation where they have to make a no-win choice, and no matter what they do, they're gonna get screwed over. Led to that disillusion of trust So pushing away From the the alignment as the straight jacket And bringing it back to where We're we're using it as a tool, as a personality As an option is going to help Keep the trust from being eroded there
0: Yeah yeah, and I think that again that's just kind of comes down to again in my opinion poor choices made by the DM when it yeah. comes to the whole like forcing them to. I like the idea of throwing opportunities to tempt the paladin out there, but never should you put them in a no win situation yeah. where you're forcing them like no matter what happens. If you're running it, if, if you're running a game of any you know significant length. I mean, if you're just doing
2: a, a two or three session throwdown, then you don't really do much, but if it's going to be a game that's going to last a while and you really want to have some fun with it, you're going to have to put Moral choices in there for all your players, including your paladins. Mm -hmm. Like, so are you going to break the law to prevent this evil from happening? You know, is that something you're willing to do? And they have to make that decision, and that should be a decision they make. Mm -hmm. But just because they go out of their alignment like once or
0: twice, I've never believed, just strip all their powers away. Yeah. Never and believed again, that. Poor choices made by DMs, because I, again, I know certain DMs that would do that. Like, you right. made one tiny, and that's what led to these yeah. over-the-top Superman Boy Scout Paladins that I had to deal with in these groups, and because I think it was a combination of either player misunderstanding in one or two groups, and then DM poor choices, made, again, trying to be nice, poor choices made by DMs in the other group or two. Right. Um, that, that kind of led to me getting this really sour taste in my mouth, you know, over sure. these paladins. Sure, and, and I think a lot of people have experienced that sort of thing. Yeah. So, And as, as a DM and an
1: avid paladin player, I feel that the choice for the paladins that they generally present them with isn't a choice at all. Um, given the ch- choice between lawful and good, my opinion, a paladin should be choosing good in less than a heartbeat. Um, right. The example you had earlier where we're in the jail, people are going to die, You know, my paladin would be, okay, let's break it out. We can explain it to the mm-hmm. judge better than we can explain it to the judge's gravestone. Exactly. I, I agree with you completely. You know, When I realized how
2: much crap people gave people who said, oh, I want to play a paladin. Oh, okay. And people would roll their eyes. Dude, it used to be right up there with, like, the gnome bar, you know what I mean? (laughs) I'd I'd see those guys playing those paladins, too, and I'm just like, he's, like, trying to murder his teammate for, like, stealing a gem. Mm -hmm. That doesn't seem right. So ever since then, I'm like, I'm going to play paladins, in my mind, the right way. So Every time I've rolled up a paladin, he's always been, like, essentially a good guy bro. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like he's your, he is the best friend of every player. That's how I always try to play him, and he always wants to do the good thing. And whenever he notices you doing the bad thing, he's like, "Come on, man!" Right? And, you yeah. know, he, like Let like your conscience be your guy Yeah, like he'll he'll give you like a, a a little bit of a lecture. Yeah, I mean, he'll give you that like little bit of a lecture. And try to guide you the right way And even if you do do a bad thing He'll try to you know get you to redeem yourself for it At some point down the road But you're still
1: Buds, you're still Pals, you're still mm-hmm. friends. And I like how that, that helps build an interaction between players. Exactly. And it helps build the party dynamic and yeah. rather than that that confrontational you stole the gem, you're going to jail. Instead it's like, I wanna work with you, I wanna see how we can fix this. Mm-hmm,
0: yeah. And let's let's do it, and let's be the team. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the end, is it really lawful good to force your religion on somebody else? (laughs) (laughs) It depends on what religion we're talking about. Oh, 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 let's not go there on this uh, podcast. I'm sorry I said
1: something. (laughs) You should be ashamed. All right. Forged. We joked about ending it earlier, and now we're actually going to end it. Um, because we are getting close to being out of time, so we are going to
0: wrap it up. And we this... brought up religion, so let's. Uh... Yeah, moving on. <laughs> uh, just a side note, I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, and that's you know, what Ed was talking about with his buddy Paladin is like, that's an exactly, you know, the perfect example of playing a personality and not an alignment sort of thing, too. Right. You know what I mean? So just to uh, throw that out there before we wrap up. So,
1: in short, and now I want to interrupt you too. Go ahead. <laughs> as you were, I need to invest in like some some gags or something for this show. Hmm. Okay. So, in conclusion, <laughs> alignment is there; it's in the rule books, but it's not necessarily something that you should choose to use to constrict your game. Use it as a tool to open things up, make your players communicate with each other, have them play robust complete characters with
0: interesting personalities and you are finding your games are just going to be more fun. Yeah, if you can, if you have to, if you only have so much time to read, skip the alignment chapter, go to the background chapter. all right
1: so we are wrapping up for now you can definitely contact us on twitter gms studios we have a message board up at gamemasterstudios.proboards.com and you can follow us on facebook to like comment subscribe and talk to us we have new episodes coming up every tuesday and we will see you the next time we're back in the studio bye bye